This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. We are fast becoming a nation, or should I say a world, of book burners. While on paper we are technically free to speak, at least according to the U.S. Constitution, in reality, however, we are only as free to speak as the government and its corporate partners, such as Facebook, Google, or YouTube, may allow. That's not a whole lot of freedom, especially if you're inclined to voice opinions that may be construed as conspiratorial or dangerous. Take David Icke, for example. Icke, a popular commentator and author, often labeled a conspiracy theorist by his detractors, recently had his Facebook page and YouTube channel, owned by Google, deleted for violating site policies by spreading coronavirus disinformation, quote-unquote. The Center for Countering Digital Hate, which has been vocal about calling for Ike's deplatforming, is also pushing for the removal of all other sites and individuals who promote Ike's content in an effort to supposedly save lives. Translation, the Center for Countering Digital Hate evidently believes the public is too dumb to think for itself and must be protected from so-called dangerous ideas. Folks, this is the goose-stepping nanny state trying to protect us from ourselves and our thoughts. In the long run, this safety control, the censorship and shadow banning of anyone who challenges a mainstream narrative, will be far worse than merely allowing people to think for themselves. Indeed, journalist Matt Tabby gets it, and I'm quoting here, that people who want to add a censorship regime to a health crisis are more dangerous and more stupid by leaps and bounds than a president who tells people to inject disinfectant, quote unquote. The lesson here, don't fall for the propaganda. And beware, these internet censors are not acting in our best interest to protect us from dangerous disinformation campaigns about COVID-19, a virus whose source and behavior continue to elude medical officials. They're laying the groundwork now with Ike as an easy target to preempt any so-called dangerous ideas that might challenge the power elite stranglehold over our lives. This is how freedom dies. It doesn't matter what disinformation Ike may or may not have been spreading about COVID-19. That's not the issue. As commentator Caitlin Johnstone recognizes, the censorship of David Ike by these internet media giants has nothing to do with Ike. As she says, what matters is that we're seeing a consistent and accelerating pattern of powerful plutocratic institutions collaborating with the U.S. centralized empire to control what ideas people around the world are permitted to share with each other, and it's a very unsafe trajectory, quote unquote. Welcome to the age of techno-fascism. Techno-fascism, clothed in tyrannical self-righteousness, is powered by technological giants, both corporate and governmental, working in tandem. As journalist Chet Bowers explains, again I'm quoting, techno-fascism's level of efficiency and totalitarian potential can easily lead to repressive systems that will not tolerate dissent. Folks, the internet held as a super-information highway, is increasingly becoming the police state's secret weapon. This policing of the mind is exactly the danger author Jim Keith 
warned about when he predicted that information and communication sources are gradually being linked together in a single computerized network, providing an opportunity for unheralded control of how or what will be broadcast, what will be said, and ultimately, what will be thought. It's a slippery slope, ladies and gentlemen, from censoring so-called illegitimate ideas to silencing truth. Eventually, as George Orwell predicted, telling the truth will become a revolutionary act. We're almost at that point now. What you're witnessing is the modern-day equivalent of book burning, which involves doing away with so-called dangerous ideas, legitimate or not, and the people who espouse them. Today, the forces of political correctness, working in conjunction with corporate and governmental agencies, have managed to replace actual book burning with intellectual book burning. Free speech for me, but not for thee, is how my good friend and free speech purist, Nat Henhoff, used to sum up this double standard. This is about much more than free speech, however. This is about repression and ultimately control. With every passing day, we're being moved further down the roads to a totalitarian society characterized by government censorship, violence, corruption, hypocrisy, and intolerance, all packaged for our supposed benefit in the Orwelling doublespeak of national security, tolerance, and so-called government speech. The reasons for such censorship vary widely from political correctness, safety concerns, and bullying to national security and hate crimes, but the end result remains the same. The complete eradication of what Benjamin Franklin referred to as the principal pillar of a free government, that is, the right and the freedom of speech. The upshot of all this editing, parsing, banning, and silencing is the emergence of a new language, what George Orwell referred to as newspeak, which places the power to control language in the hands of the totalitarian state. Under such a system, language becomes a weapon to change the way people think by changing the words they use. Again, the end result is control of we the people. The police state could not ask for a better citizenry than one that carries out its own censorship, spying, and policing. This is how you turn a free people into extensions of the omnipresent police state and in the process turn a citizenry against each other. Tread cautiously. Orwell's 1984, which depicts the ominous rise of ubiquitous technology, fascism, and totalitarianism, has become an operation manual, believe it or not, for the omnipresent modern-day surveillance state. 1984 portrays a global society of total control in which people are not allowed to have thoughts that in any way disagree with the corporate state. There is no personal freedom, and advanced technology has become the driving force behind a surveillance-driven society. Snitches and cameras are everywhere. People are subject to the thought police, who deal with anyone guilty of thought crimes. The government, or party, is headed by Big Brother, who appears on posters everywhere with the words, Big Brother is watching you. What many fail to realize is that the government is not operating alone. It cannot. The government requires an accomplice. Thus, the increasingly complex security needs of the massive federal government, especially in the areas of defense, surveillance, and data management, have been met with the corporate sector, which has shown itself to be a powerful ally that both depends on and feeds the growth of governmental overreach. 
In fact, as I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, The War on the American People, big tech wedded to big government has become big brother. And we are now ruled by the corporate elite whose tentacles have spread worldwide. Folks, we have entered into a global state of tyranny. It's time to wake up. As I have warned, your mind is useless if your eyes are blind. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.